welcome to Healing Networks once again, a podcast called um, An Uncommon Dialogue. Uh, so obviously on An Uncommon Dialogue, we're talking to all sorts of people from all walks of life, entrepreneurs, athletes, etc. So we've got the pleasure of uh, Joel Thompson here who has decided to jump on and have a bit of a chat with me. So, Joel, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Uh, do you want to start off with, I suppose, your background, your history, career, what it is that you're up to, some of the things that you're involved in? Yeah, I'll give you the short version because it could go for a while. But uh, I come from a small community called Ivanhoe, far west New South Wales. It's remote. It's uh, about... 200 k's uh, away from the nearest town, so it's you know it's really remote. It only has a small population of around 250, 300, depending mm-hmm. on the jail. You know, it was it was humble beginnings for me. From there, I moved around a lot to uh, different towns of Griffith, Wagga Wagga, um, Gundigai, mm-hmm. Kedoblin, mm-hmm. you know, so many places. So we were a bit of a gypsy, and we moved around a little bit. Um, you know, it was a tough start for me. I was brought up with my mum and uh, she had her challenges and, yeah, we, I witnessed, I guess, a lot of bit, uh, a little bit, I guess, growing up. There was certain areas that, you know, that probably haunt me today, um, certain things that happened probably haunt me today, sorry. So, you know, I guess for a turning point for me was when I started living with my nan, uh, moved yeah. from my mum's care and went to my nan's and um, it was a bit of a wake-up cause, I guess, in and out of trouble with the police and at school and I was just really angry and unsettled, I guess, angry at the world. You know, I guess I was a little bit envy of um, other kids and these happy families and I just, I guess I just wasn't happy with myself or um, where I was going and uh, I remember a wake-up call doing a couple of breaking enters with one of my cousins and the police come to get my grandmothers and taking me down for a police interview and uh, luckily, I wasn't charged. I think they knew I played a minor role at it, but uh, in it, sorry. So, uh, but it was a wake up call. I seen the shame and hurt on my nan's face, and uh, you know, for her taking me in was you know something that meant so much to me. And you know, she was a beautiful, she is a beautiful person, and um, it was sort of a wake up call that I probably needed. And um, around that time as well, uh, my biological father come into my life, so uh, he wanted to help out. You know, he was missing part of my life for a long time so uh, with him and my nan's help they sort of helped me get into a boarding school and um, that's where I sort of played rugby league more consistently. Um, you know, I played bits and pieces here and there when I was living with my grandparents in uh, Gundigai and our step-grandparents who you know pretty much took me in as one of their own but um, you know I got to Red Bend Forbes Catholic College and um, yeah that's where sort of my life changed a bit you know I was away from home I was away from my family but you know I was out of my comfort zone but it helped me it gave me discipline and uh, taught me all these life skills that I probably needed to go forward and have a successful life so you know I was so grateful for that you know little things like having your uniform correct and you know how to communicate with people in the correct manner uh, how to handle anger issues instead of you know throwing chairs or going crazy you know I learned all these little things that you know it was tough at the start to sort of fit into a you know a Catholic school but it was the best thing for me and um, from there I started playing rugby league and I was lucky enough to get picked up by the Melbourne Storm yeah so I signed a contract there and um, yeah it was you know the thing that only a couple of years before that I was doing breaking enters and you know got to a point now where I signed with an NRL club you know sort of a dream come true and 
you know, that's where I sort of knew that I wanted to be a footballer. And, and yeah, so I finished school. Uh, I was lucky enough to make Aussie schoolboys, done a tour of England, and we come back and went down and joined the full-time squad and, you know, training with guys like, you know, Greg Inglis and Cameron Smith, all these superstars that I watched on TV. Mm. So in a way, you know, I had to pinch myself so many times. But it was definitely tough, you know, for a country boy and um, to be down there in that environment, you know, to go through a Melbourne Storm pre-season, it was, it was ruthless. You know, I was um, very raw. I didn't know how to push myself to the level that needed to be pushed, you know, to get to, to be an NRL player. But it was a good challenge. And again, I had to learn to be resilient like I have through life. And that little muscle kept on getting bigger and bigger. And, um, you know, I got to the point where I could push myself hard enough. I could, I could handle the pressure and being away from home and being in that environment. And, you know, I got an opportunity to go to Canberra. Um, mm. Signed with the Raiders and yeah, it was really good. And from there, uh, everything was going really well. And um, there was a time there where things sort of the bottled up from my childhood and just everything that I went through. I guess before that, sort of come back to haunt me a little bit. Mm. Uh, I started, um, yeah, drinking a lot to deal with, you know, self-medicating. You know, I was I was just didn't know how to handle the pressure and the, you know, to be a professional athlete. It was, it was tough for me. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to make my debut at 19. And, you know, when things got tough, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to talk to my friends or talk to anyone. So I just drank and forgot about it. And it just mm. kept on getting worse and worse. And, um, you know, I'd go crazy. And uh, my partner, who's my wife, is now got three kids with her. She's a beautiful person. She sort of had an honest conversation. And uh, one day I didn't go to training. I was just drinking on my balcony. And, um, you know, she, she told me I need to get some help. So um, before that, I probably didn't. You know, I was made to go to counselling for, you know, off-field issues, uh, you know, getting in trouble off the field. And I'd just go in there and wouldn't really take it serious. I wouldn't really open up. But uh, when my when Amy took me in to see someone, you know, I realised that I needed it. You know, I cried like a baby with her there. And mm. um, I guess it was, a, again, a turning point in my life. You know, just like the one was when I got in trouble with the police. It was another turning point. And, um, you know, I haven't looked back. You know, the lady said, you've got a powerful story. It's the first time I really shared what was going on inside and, you know, the demons that I was fighting. And, um, yeah, I started volunteering and giving back. And it was part of my healing to give back. And I, it really has helped me a lot. You know, before that, I wasn't really interested in the community stuff at all. Um, you know, it's been probably seven years now. Oh, six or seven years that I've been doing it and you know it's healed me it's helped me so much and puts me in a good place and I started volunteering at the Juvie with Ken Nagus uh, Canberra's legend just going in there and helping out and uh, Terry Campese had feed the homeless and different things I was just jumping in and sort of helping out where I could and then I jumped on board with the Australian Indigenous Leadership Centre and worked there just doing office stuff at the start but then I helped put together a youth program mm. which was massive you know teaching these young people about their culture, um, life skills, just different things that, you know, they needed to make that next step into employment or um, making success out of their life. So, um, you know, that was, that was massive for me. Those guys graduated at half time in, uh, in one of our games and they were presented um, certificates by Tommy Leroy Lards. And it was just, a, it was a special moment for me. And, you know, it was just something that sort of lit that fire and gave me a purpose in life. And I thought, you know, this has happened. I've been through, you know, this in my childhood and this through life, but I can turn a negative into a positive and um, use this story to help others, but also, you know, and pick up the tools and strategies that I've learned over the years, seeing professionals and seeing, you know, some great people that have given me so much 
um, advice and helped me along the way. So, um, you know, I'm at the point now, um, you know, I do struggle at times on my golf track, or, um, but, you know, I have these things that I've learned over the years that sort of bring me back and put me in that happy place. And so that's, that's, that's it pretty much in a shorter version of mm. my life. And, uh, you know, I'm really happy and I love what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, cool. Did young Joel, before you obviously started, um, you know, your debut and, and all of that, do you think that five, six-year-old Joel would have known that you would have been where you are now? No, like up to probably 14, 15, I guess I wouldn't, you know, I didn't know where life was going. I, you know, I just, I really thought it was unfair at times, you know, I, I wanted so much, I wanted this love and care and all these things and I probably didn't get that at times and I probably craved it and mm. um, you know, I got it from my grandmother and from different family members, you know, and, you know, my mum at times, you know, I love my mum and, you know, I haven't spoken to her in a while and, you know, that relationship broke down for um, reasons I probably won't go into but, you know, mm. it's been difficult at times and even the relationship with my brothers and sisters has been really hard to lose contact with them at times and, you know, but to look back and to go through what I have and get to where I have, it's been a battle. It's been, I've been in the trenches so much, eh? And um, I've had to work hard and put a lot of time into it and also money, you know, paying different professionals. But, you know, it's it's helped me and there's been a silver lining to it too. You know, it's helped me, but I can now give it to others and help others. And I think that's important now. I've got this mentality of, you know, now I've got to this spot and now I've played 10, I think nine or 10 years I've been involved in NRL and I think I'm at a place now where I think, you know, it's time to bring others up and help others and inspire others and, you know, help people so they don't go through what I have and put themselves in these situations, you know. I've put myself into some crazy situations where I don't know how I've still got my career but, you know, <laughs> I um, got away with a bit and just different stuff and, you know, I'm lucky to be where I am now. Mm. Yeah. Um, one thing that I can see from you, Joel, which I think is a really beautiful thing, you're, you're a very proud father and you're a very proud husband, which I think is, which is amazing. Do you think um, a lot of your childhood, um, what you went through, has a massive impact on that role that you play now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you know, I'm so grateful for my family and sometimes, you know, I'm not that perfect husband, but I try my best and, you know, I'm learning on the go. Like I, I wasn't brought up a per, around a perfect family, you know, mum and dad and, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm still young and I'm still learning and, you know, I'm picking up so much. I've got a really supportive wife and, um, you know, my partner, she helps me so much and she's stuck by me through some, you know, some times that she had every right to leave me. And, you know, I'll try and be the best father I can, you know. Um, I guess it's given me another purpose, you know, to bring them up and give them the best opportunity and not be broken like me, I guess. I don't want them to go through what I have and the pain that I've had to suffer. Um, mm. you know, what's, that's what I find really important to me is, you know, to give them every opportunity in life to be successful and, you know, and not, and not feel the pain that I had to go through because I wouldn't wish it upon anyone or didn't, I wouldn't want anyone to do that. So, yeah, it's put me in the place I am now and, you know, it's made me who I am, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you've got three children, which I think is wonderful. Um, what are some of the things that you think is really important um, to teach them or show them considering yeah. where you've been and, and the things that you've seen? Yeah, definitely. The, the one main thing is, you know, to bring these girls up, you know, to be confident and strong and, you know, have so much respect for themselves. You see my mum, you know, I've seen her suffer and have, you know, domestic violence and just have men treat her so bad. And I guess... It did, you know, over the years, the abuse and, you know, the way she was put down over the years, it, you know, it's broken down a lot of relationships with her, with me and, you know, with my brother. Like, it's just really, it's caused so much damage. And I think, you know, if she really, you know, 
took a different option and stood strong and, you know, not, not let these men come into her life. I really think that, you know, it'd be different. I still think that we would have a great relationship and she'll be a part of me and my family's lives. But, um, so it's important for me to bring my girls up now to, you know, never let a man disrespect them or, you know, to be these strong, young, independent women and be successful and, you know, stand their ground no matter what. So I find that really important, I guess. And mm. as I've matured, I've realised how important it is. And, you know, and I just look at my mum as an example and it breaks me heart to see how she's been treated, you know, and the issues she has now around mental health because, you know, the domestic violence is so crazy sometimes and the way she's been put down over the years, it's, you know, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's um, really brave of you to share that and I really appreciate you going there too because um, domestic violence is, you know, you know, one of some of the biggest issues that we have, not just in Australia but globally, you yeah. know. And, and it's one of those things as well, you know, um, a lot of people that are trapped in that cycle of domestic violence because that's what it is, it's a cycle. Yes. No, and, and it's an ongoing thing, just like any other kind of abuse, whether it be drug and alcohol abuse or whatever. It, it's this thing that just spirals and it keeps going, right? And I, and I think it's interesting because not many people maybe are conscious that it just doesn't affect the person that's being abused. It affects the people, the, the children, the, the, the other family members, the people that have to be there to witness it, and also they suffer from it as well, you know. It's a effect. It's just a flow-on effect and... Um I think, and it breaks down, it breaks humans down, you know, to see my mum, uh, you know, I still love my mum and, um, you know, I hope to, we can repair our relationship down the track when she starts making some right decisions and cut these men out of her life and, um, you know, and also my brothers and sisters, you know, it's unfortunately, you know, the breakdown relationship between my mum has also affected me and their, our relationship. So, you know, I've got hope. I'm still holding on to hope, but, you know, I, I have to protect me and my family and, um, you know, not let it affect me to where I get into a bad place or really struggle, and that's what I was doing. So, um, you know, I've got hope, and like I said, I've got to, you know, it's it's important me now to, you know, bring my girls up to never let that happen to them and, you know, to be strong young ladies. Yeah, yeah, that's a wonderful thing. It's a really, really wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, it's a very beautiful thing that you've said that there because I think that, and this is just my opinion and it's just an, a perspective, but I think what better person than a father to teach their daughters on what, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable for them? Yeah, you that's know. right. You know, and, and I think that comes from a very powerful source. You know, I'm a big believer that, you know, children don't do as we say, they do as we do. Yeah. And if we lead by example, you know, especially in your position being, you know, a, a husband and a father that's seen a lot of that darker side of life, yeah. um, for you to stand strong and be a good example to them, I think is um, going to last a lifetime for them. Yeah, you know? definitely. And, you know, it's also the way I, um, with me and my wife as well, you know, at times, you know, I, I have to remind myself, you know, how I speak and how I react as well. And, you know, just everything about it. And I'm really conscious of it now. And, you know, I think it's important, you know, like you said, even if they're in the next room, um, you can deal with, you know, the way you interact with your wife and the way you speak, I think it's important too. And um, mm. yeah, it's, it's something that I'm maturing and learning as I go. And, you know, I look back on different things in life and realize, you know, what it means to me and how important it is to me. Yeah. Do you think there's enough community support or is there enough programs out there 
to help men um, maybe break that pattern or break that cycle? Or is there something, is there enough out there, I suppose, information and support to help men, I suppose, that come from backgrounds like you did to kind of maybe coach, educate and give them the awareness on how to, I suppose, be better men? Yes, I'm not too sure of what exactly that. You know, you get the White Ribbon Day, which is, you know, Australian white um, and everywhere. So, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but we definitely need more education. I think it, it comes back to our leaders in the community as well. I think we need to start, you know, having the conversations and not allowing it to happen. So I, I know I grew up around an environment where, you know, women did get, get, you know, there was a lot of domestic violence, but I think men around it, you know, allowed it and didn't pull that person. So I think we need to start having some honest conversations mm. around it. Uh, you know, having them family members as brothers or sisters or any family member needs to, you know, pull it up and let people know it's not okay and we need to have that everywhere. You know, I think there's a lot of programs and community stuff, but, you know, they tick a few boxes and they leave. You know, we need to have stuff that's ongoing and have people in the community that says, no, it's not okay, mm. you know, not this and, you know, have the honest conversations that need, needs to happen. So, yeah, uh, I believe anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just um, a question as well. Do you think a lot of what contributes to that to that um, situation, which is domestic violence and with men, do you think it's maybe because we've created a society that tell men that it's not okay to be expressive, it's not okay to share healthy emotion? It's yeah. Do you yeah. think a lot of that gets suppressed? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a transgenerational. You know, like there's just so many. I don't know, it's deep-rooted in, you know, our society, I think. You know, it comes from generations that it's a flow-on effect, I guess. It's mm. monkey see, monkey do sort of, you know, it's happened to their mum and dads and that's happened. You know, I'll just think uh, it goes right back, you know, where, you know, it's hard for me to give, a, you know, an educated opinion on. But from what I believe is, you know, we, at the current moment, we do bottle up our emotions. And, um, you know, I was brought up always to be tough, you know, suck it up you know um not to talk about your feelings which is totally wrong you know that's yeah. why we have the statistics that we do not yeah. just in indigenous communities across australia across the world you know we need to start having you know these young men feeling comfortable to talk about their issues and how to deal with them and put things in place where you know they know how to cope with it and, and also put put these things in place where people around them know how to help them as well and you know, we have a lot of people that go out and do a lot of work around this and um, a lot of organisations as, you know, Headspace, you know, Lifeline, Black Dot, all these, you know, organisations are doing some great work. You know, I've done a lot of work with these guys and um, you realise how important they really are. You know, we keep, we need to keep on getting out there in the community and doing this work because the statistics and we'll keep, we're continuing to lose young men. And, you know, I lost my cousin last year and, you know, it made me realise again how important this, this sort of stuff is. Yeah. Do you, you, it's interesting. You called yourself lucky earlier. You mentioned that, that you got lucky because you were able to have certain experiences in your life that turned you around. Do you think everyone has that opportunity? I speak to, I do a bit of mentoring at the Juvie um, up at Campbelltown and I tell the boys and girls there, you know, you're going to have times in your life where decisions um, will change the course of your life or mm -hmm. put on your right track or the bad track. And, um, you know, you need to be aware of that and think about that because, you know, I definitely did, you know, they have, you know, the, have the police, you know, I was heading down the wrong path of destruction, but uh, I made a decision, the right decision to, 
take myself away from my family, take myself away from my friends and everyone and just take myself into out of my comfort zone and challenge myself and it was the right decision. And I've continued mm-hmm. that down life where I've been aware of what things will do. And, you know, sometimes I will make the right, uh, wrong decision, but I'll make sure I come back and do the right thing. So, you know, I've, like I said, I wouldn't call it lucky, I guess. I, I don't know a word for it. But, you know, it's I think everyone has their own journey in life. And, um, you know, these decisions change it at times. And, you know, it's on them to be aware of it, mm-hmm. um, I believe, anyway. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful thing that you've been able to go through what you've been through and and come out on a positive, you know, you're using a lot of the pain and trauma and troubled experiences throughout your childhood and your life to now turn that around and benefit people in need, just just in the same as, you know, um, you would have needed that coaching and help but but didn't get it for probably a long time. I think that's a wonderful thing. What, what's the, not that it's, I think it's a statistic, but just in your opinion, what do you think the success rate or how, how much of an impact is it that you're making um, in your community work? What are some of the good things that you might have yeah, seen? I guess the feedback I get from, you know, um, even if it's a week later or um, whenever it is, you know, having people message me and tell me that, you know, it's give them hope and inspired them to now, you know, go and speak about it. I'll seek help or help a friend. And I think it's the flow and effect of that. And, um, you know, I did a lot of good work with the NRL state of mind, um, you know, to go out there. I don't think people really realise what work they do in the community and the, the footy clubs that we go to and provide, you know, all the education around mental health and wellbeing and putting strategies and things in place where they can look after their players and, um, you know, help prevent, you know, any suicide or any issues around that. So, you know, I'm... I'm a big believer of it and, you know, like I said, the feedback and having people contact, even my friends that have come to me for advice and, you know, let me know that it's, it's helped them and, you know, they want to get some help because they've been struggling where I wouldn't even, you know, things like that I think is really important and, you know, you can't put a number on it but it's just, you know, being involved, you have to be there and you witness it and you see the, the power in it and, um, and also I'm a big believer of sharing, you know, our stories but also putting things to help others, you know, the that can help them going forward. Yeah, awesome. Where, I suppose, with your community work and your mentorship and helping communities and, and people, where would you like, how far would you like to see that go? Like, have you got any goals or dreams to start your own? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I've done a lot of volunteer work over the years. You know, I've got a job and being a rugby league player. Um, so the last, you know, most of, you know, I might get paid a little bit here and there, but I'm a big believer of helping everyone. You know, not everyone can pay or I still want people to get that education. So I've done a lot of stuff um, just because I want to do it and help people. And, um, you know, but now I'm getting towards, you know, I'm a bit older. I've probably got a few years left in me to play rugby league. I want to start building, um, you know, just something where I can go to do speaking opportunities at, at corporates or workplaces and share my story, but also the things that have helped me stay on track and bring me back when I do struggle. So, you know, I think it's it's good to share now. And uh, like I've said, in, you know, I'm starting to put out there my presentation, but like I've said, if people can't pay me, I'm still happy to do that. And mm-hmm. I just want to start building it, getting it to a place where, you know, I can do it post-footy and I'm a big believer of it. But you know, I'm excited for where it can go and I know how powerful it can really be. So that's where I'm at at the moment with that sort of stuff. And I'll always volunteer, you know, the stuff that I do in ju- speaking stuff I do on juvies or um, my mentor stuff. But, you know, eventually I want to do this where I've got three girls, and, you know, girls alike and my wife. Mm-hmm. And one nice thing. So, um, you know, <laughs> I have to look at, you know, 
um, post-career as well. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, that might even be an, uh, like an idea for you, a business venture, like an organisation, you know, because you, you've got a very strong and respectable presence, obviously, with the work that you've done and you've built your career to earn your, I suppose, your name, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, right. and, and I think... In just, you know, from what I can see and just after talking to you and, and knowing how open you are and comfortable you are, even though you might, uh, you know, you might be uncomfortable, you don't show it, um, you know, expressing some of the things that you've been through and, and those ideas. I think a lot of men, not just, you know, in, in the communities that you're involved in, but I think Australia-wide would benefit um, definitely from your story and, and your help and coaching to kind of or maybe even have you share, you know, how you've overcome some of the struggles that you have um, and what's helped you be, I suppose, a better person today. Yeah, I think, you know, and if I'm not sharing who is, like we need to have more people and our men sharing and sharing our emotions and talking about it. It's raw, it's real, and that's, you know, there's no bullshit about it and mm. that's what we need in our community, you know. We need men standing up and saying to these young guys, it's okay to talk, it's okay to ask for help, you know, and that's what we're missing out, you know, our... Our statistics, I'll talk about statistics, you know, I hate talking about this, but really, you know, we need to bring that number down and we need to continue the work we're doing because at the moment it's horrible. It breaks my heart, you know, seeing young people take their life and be in a position where, you know, they don't feel comfortable enough to talk about how they're feeling or go and seek help. So, um, you know, this work is so important. I know a lot of guys are doing this sort of stuff, but uh, I'm a big believer of ongoing you know, monitoring the, the group that you talk to and just stay in touch and just make sure they really get what they need to do out of the presentation and the work that you do. And, um, you know, and that's what I think post-career, I, I want to do something a little bit different. And I know a lot of guys, like I said, around this area, and, um, I'm a big believer of it and I'm looking forward to it. You know, I love footy, but it's a special feeling when you do this sort of work and you know what, you know, what people get out of it. And, you know, I'm excited and get as much years as, as I can out of this body and then um, go into that full-time, hopefully. So, Yeah, yeah. So would you say after footy that this, um, the community work, the giving back, the, you know, even if it's collaborating with other people um, to create movements, to educate, to mentor, do you think that, that that's your calling? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I really want to do, do it. That's why I've started it now and done my presentation because I'd go out and do speaking stuff, but I haven't put images and stuff that are, you know, into work and, you know, give people exercises, you know, that, which can help them. So, you know, I've got it into a really good, I'm really happy with it. I ran at the juvie uh, the other day to the girls there. Uh, you know, I was really emotional with some tears and, you know, I realised how special and powerful it can really be. And, um, you know, it's only at the start and I really, really, uh, I really think that I can get bigger and better and get, you know, even more, um, get to a point where I can do it post footy. So, you know, I'm excited. Like I said, you never know if footy it could finish any time. So I'm hopeful to get a few more years out of it and um, keep on building this sort of stuff off the field and see where it is. It's interesting because, you know, um, we all go through our own trials and tribulations and our, and our um, circumstances in our childhood or adolescence that yeah. is quite painful and it is tr quite traumatic and each and every one of us has our own story. Yes. You know, we all have a cross to bear, that's my saying. Yeah. Um, and do you think maybe looking back on your life and the things that you experienced... Do you think that that had to happen to get you to be where you are? You no, know, I used to like 
oh, how can I say this? I used to look back on it and go, why me? Poor me mm-hmm. being a victim of my circumstances, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll sort of look at it now and think, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for some of the lessons that I've learned and the tough times that I have gone through because it's, it's built my character and it's made me who I am and it's made me humble. It's made me, you know, uh, it's made me want to give back and it's just, you know, it's, it's made me into who I am. And uh, without that, I don't know what I'd be doing or, you know, if I'd have this passion to give back so much. And, you know, it's hard to put into words how special it is to help others and to mm-hmm. inspire others and you know, help change people's lives and put them in the right direction. And, um, you know, I've been a big believer of it. It's been a big healing process for me and uh, it's helped me, but it's also, you know, you see people change their life or be inspired or seek help. It's, it's something that you can't put into words. And, you know, I'm thankful for the journey I've been on. There's plenty more to come and, you know, I'm in a good position at the moment and really happy. Totally love the work that you're doing. Um, I think what you're doing is fantastic. And I think it's very, it's, it's very inspiring and beautiful to see someone like yourself go through the very painful experiences that you've gone through and to really be brave and turn that around and to give back. I think um, that's the biggest part, I think, as humans, that, you know, that, that where we can heal from is that sometimes we have to make it a little bit less about us because yeah. um, we all, you know, it's interesting that what you said earlier about that victim mentality because we've all been there, mm. you know, each and every one of us, you know, and sometimes we've got to go through it. We've got to go through the bullshit, you know. Yeah. We, we, go, we go through it and, and we suffer and we go through so much pain and, and we tra- get trapped in that victim mentality yeah. and, and, and you get to a point in your life where enough is enough, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, right. and, and you hit that breaking point and you're like, do you know what, I, I can't perceive myself and perceive my position in the world like this because it's damaging self-destructive and then at some point you got the switch clicks and you got to go all right when is who is this about now how do I heal my heart my soul and, and the pain how do I alleviate that pressure and then when you start putting it into action and you start giving back then you really start reaping the reward yeah yeah, you're 100% right. And it mm. starts off, it can be something small. It's finding your purpose. It, you know, it doesn't have to be given back. It's music, it's art, mm. it's whatever you've got your purpose that drags you out of bed. You mm. know, when you're tired and you know if you do this, it's going to bring you back. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a massive believer. And like the victim or victor, like you can let your circumstances, all these, what you're going through, um, you know, put you down and, you know, make you struggle and hate life or you can turn it around and use it as a positive and, you know, go through it and be, you know, not be a victim and use it in a way that can help you and build you and build that resilience and uh, know, you know, that muscle gets bigger and bigger the more you go through them tough times and you mm. get to a point where these little things probably wouldn't bother you anymore because you know mm-hmm. you've been you've done that and you're in a position now that, um, you know, you're, you're confident to overcome this sort of stuff. Awesome. I want to thank you so much for sharing all of that. Very, very grateful. Um, So we'll wrap it up here and hopefully at some point we'll see you on another podcast. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. No worries. Too easy. Thank you.